Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'm interviewing the amazing Kristen Smith, founder of Saffron and Sage, which is an amazing, amazing wellness center in California. And the reason that I wanted to share Kristen's story and the story of Saffron and Sage is because I think it's one that is so inspiring and um, that a lot of you listening can probably relate to. So Kristen actually never intended to create a wellness center, but out of her own personal journey for health and spirituality and just exploration of her own soul's journey, her soul's calling, she was led to create and found this amazing wellness business. So because I want to make sure that we have time for this full interview, I won't be doing an Ask Me Anything segment or Trending This Week segment in this episode because I really want to make sure you have plenty of time to listen to this entire interview with Kristen because it is so, so inspiring. So if you've had, um, you know, even just a little bit of calling to create something in your own life, to dream something big, even something that doesn't feel possible right now, I want you to listen to Kristen's story and really uh, take note note of how she just kind of followed the little breadcrumbs that the universe was leaving for her and ultimately ended up exactly where she was meant to be on her path. But before we dive into our interview, I have a really special announcement for our podcast listeners. I'll actually be opening enrollment to my crystal healing certification program in just a few weeks. This is a special early enrollment that will have a huge saving for people who are on our early bird wait list. And we want to make sure that all of our VIPs out there listening to the podcast episodes are on our list for this crystal healing certification program, open enrollment, um, because this will be the only way to get our special pricing on this program. And you'll be one of the first to get through the door. So this is a really exciting program that we only offer twice a year. Um, and I just can't wait to share it with you and kind of get started with a new round and new semester full of amazing new students. And I just wanted to share a quick interview with one of our students and their experience in the program before we dig into our interview today. So this is a mini interview with student Gianna Beller, and I think that you'll really enjoy hearing about Gianna's experience in our CCH program. I did a lot of research online before I chose CCH, um, and all the reviews and everything I've read kind of made me decide with CCH. Um, my intuition and gut told me this was the right choice, and it really was. Being an energy healer already and a card reader, uh, my intuition has always been my number one tool and guidance, um, but this program gave me so much more knowledge on crystals that I did not have and helped me connect and strengthen with my intuition even more. 
helped me learn the science behind crystals, which I had no knowledge of prior. Um, and back when I was in high school, I was not the A plus student. Um, I struggled a lot with school, but with this program, I, I rocked it and I was proud of myself throughout it because I know I did well and I put everything I had into it. So that in itself was the huge confidence boost for me. CCH Facebook page was awesome. Um, it gave me like a sense of community. It was nice to have like-minded people surrounding you um, to ask questions who were going through the same process as you were. It just kind of made you feel at home and comfortable and it was nice to have people to fall back on. So I absolutely love that Ashley was always there when you needed her. Um, she connected with me on Instagram a lot, sent me some personal messages when I had questions. Um, just it made it feel more like a connection with your teacher. You, even though we're over online, you can still be there with her. Um, and it was just a place of positivity and encouragement for me to have her there. The organization and the class materials were so in depth and um, they were easy to follow too. So, and it gave me so much more knowledge on the crystals and the science of crystals and how to run a crystal healing session. So it was, I've never felt confused or off track. Having Crystal Healer behind my name and adding it to my services at, at my business now has changed my life. It's just another way that I can help others and that brings a lot of joy to me. So that changed me too. My hesitation at first was um, the money aspect of it, but I looked at it as it's an investment in myself and my business and it's going to help me grow um, in my career and spiritually, which it did. Um, so I'm glad I did it and it was a hundred percent worth it. So if this is something you truly feel passionate about, you just, just got to do it because there's really no turning back after you do. The crystal healing certification program is coming soon. Want to know more for info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com. And welcome. I am super excited today to be interviewing the amazing Kristen Smith at Saffron and Sage. So Kristen, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this interview because I think your business is a little bit different than like anything else that we've really featured on the podcast before. You have such an amazing combination of products and classes and events, and you even have some memberships. And it's really exciting for me to, I guess, get to speak with someone who's kind of in the health and wellness industry that's um, doing so much. You do so much. So would you mind taking just a couple minutes to kind of introduce yourself to everyone and tell them a little bit about Saffron and Sage and what exactly you do? Absolutely. So I'm Kristen Smith. I am the founder and owner of Saffron Sage. We are a holistic health club located in Little Italy here in the heart of San Diego. And uh, we really focus on preventative and integrative wellness. And we do this through uh, creating multi-sensory healing experiences for our clients. And that could look like our sessions, um, where we do acupuncture and massage and energy therapy, mineral therapy. Uh, it could look like our classes. We do yoga, breath work, meditation, sound. And then we do a lot of workshops to really educate on things such as 
uh, you know, the, the science uh, of mindfulness, right? And all the different mindfulness techniques. We do a lot of cooking workshops, uh, the art of eating, talking about intuitive eating and digestion, all those different things. And we're really looking at uh, connecting mind, body, and spirit. And here at Saffron and Sage, we connect those through um, identifying thoughts, trauma, and toxins that have um, taken up residence in the brain or the body. And so we are looking for an integrative way to really help our clients uh, regain or maintain their well-being. And we do that through our member-based approach. And so you can come in and take a class or get a massage. But most of our clients have signed up for um, like our dwell membership that is um, $200 a month and it gives you access to one service every single month and eight classes in our studio. And we're really having a, a great time supporting the executives and entrepreneurs and, and leaders in the community who are focused on, on doing the deep work. So that's a little bit about what we're doing here. You know, I have to tell you, you are like truly living the dream that I know a lot of our listeners um, would love to create in their own lives, running a wellness studio. And I'm just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your journey and how that really got started for you and how it all kind of developed into, you know, the amazing success that it is today. Sure. Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, I come from the financial and services, insurance services sector. So I've been in business forever. Uh, this is my fourth company, but actually the only company that I didn't realize I was starting because it grew organically out of my journey. And so, you know, um, years ago, I think it was um, back in, in, well, let's see, it's been about like a 12-year journey, I would say, where I started after being so successful in financial services, started looking at, uh, you know, the interior landscape of my life and really exploring um, emotionally healthy spirituality. And what does that look like? And when you achieve your material goals, you start to ask the deeper questions. And I was lucky enough to start exploring those in my early 20s. And that really led to this, uh, this shift and transition. And I started... Um, delving deeper into spiritual formation and spiritual practices like um, practicing solitude and silence and fasting and all sorts of things. And uh, shortly thereafter, I, that led to a six-month sabbatical in Mexico. I ended up relocating to Tijuana, not Tulum. Most people think, oh, well, you must be in this beautiful space. But I was... Uh, in this uh, incubator, if you will, for six months, really focused on uh, shedding uh, my workaholism, delving deeper into uh, my beliefs and my values. And during that time, doctors found four tumors in my neck and my thyroid. And uh, they couldn't figure out why. After a second opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion, uh, no one could still figure out the root cause, but they were all in consensus that I needed to have surgery and that I was going to be dependent upon pharmaceutical drugs for the rest of my life. And that just didn't resonate with me. And so that led me to reading and researching and I stumbled upon traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and really understanding this uh, mind-body connection. And that 
that altered everything. And so I started pulling together my own multidisciplinary team of practitioners from Tijuana to San Diego, uh, all the way up to LA. And I was uh, seeing the best of the best, paying an absolute fortune uh, out of pocket. And it was very scary. It was a really uh, lonely period of time, very, um, very scary because I was the one having to synthesize their diagnoses as well as their treatment plans and figure out, you know, which advice do I take? Which therapies do I move forward with right now? Which, which don't I? And that's really the world that I think a lot of us find ourselves in when we are diagnosed with chronic conditions, right? How do we navigate this world of holistic healthcare is the, the terminology that we've coined here at Saffron and Sage. And you almost feel like you're moving through a jungle with a machete, right? Like trying to figure everything out. And I am embarrassed to say how much money I spent and how much time it took. And from that, really, you know, thinking, wow, this could be so much easier if... And that's really what Saffron Sage is. It's the culmination of all of the treatments and therapies and modalities that I have incorporated uh, under one roof. And we really designed this membership uh, model in order to provide affordable access to holistic healthcare. And so, you know, in, in our brand is really centered around this idea of curation. That was something, you know, when I was in Kaiser, I was in this very clinical, sterile environment that was anxiety-provoking, uh, but yet that is the space where we often feel most comfortable because we know that the practices there are rooted in science, right? Versus when we step into uh, wellness spaces that, you know, there's crystals and tie-dye and we get spooked, right? We worry, like, are you going to put a hex on me? Like, what's going on here? And so what I really aimed to do was uh, create a brand that was uh, accessible to the modern woman, right? Uh, accessible to the woman who is a researcher, who is is doing, you know, reading and wants to make sure that, that what she's doing is supported by evidence-based research, but it's going to hold a space for her soul. It's going to hold space for uh, the the questions that are that are floating to the surface, that holding space for uh, the liminal experience, right? Where things are falling apart. She's shedding old beliefs and all these different things are her. We need someone who we can trust, who's going to companion us and hold space for us emotionally and spiritually. Uh, so, yeah. That's well, it sounds like everything that kind of evolved out of your personal journey you took that and, and realized that it wasn't just you that needed that. It was all of us that need this. And you've really created a business and a brand that offer this in a way that is, is truly unique because I have not seen any other wellness centers that I think offer the diversity of practices, um, in terms of the services that you offer, the classes that you offer. Um, and it's really kind of refreshing and exciting to see that this can exist and really thrive and be successful. And I really hope that there are people listening and, and watching right now that will take your success and 
kind of run with it and know that this is really possible to create this not only for yourself, but in the lives of others as well and in a strong and successful business. And it's really exciting for me to kind of see this unfolding. Um, and you know, I want to, I, I want to touch on something because a lot of what your story was, was about kind of, yeah, shedding the workaholism, shedding the kind of need and push for the day-to-day grind and really living more in alignment with your body, with your mind, with your spirit. And, um, a lot of that kind of comes down to self-care. And I think the idea of self-care has been so distilled as of late that it means buying yourself a fancy sweater or eating a chocolate bar that you want to eat. And self-care should be so much more than that. And you have something called self-care Saturdays. And I was wondering if you could touch on the importance of self-care and then what you're doing at Saffron and Sage to really encourage this through self-care Saturdays. Ah, great question. You know, and I agree with you. I think self-care has been diluted and, really uh, idolized as something that's trendy and sexy and lost its connectivity to death and transformation. And here, you know, we want to invite people into the depths. Most of the experiences that, uh, that we facilitate are about stepping into the yin, stepping into the darker spaces that we tend to neglect in our everyday lives and leaning into that discomfort. And so uh, I think self-care can take a lot of different forms, right? Just a few days ago, we had our full moon uh, uh, circle and cacao ceremony host these ritual experiences twice a month around the lunar cycles and that is a self-care ritual for a lot of our members it's a time of introspection and connection with other members i think we had uh almost 20 women um actually a little less than 20 women and a few guys that were in there as well which is amazing to see and so uh it's a time where we open up the body right uh, with a few uh gentle uh restorative postures uh as well as uh you know really beginning to connect and share with those that are in that sacred space with us what we're giving ourselves over to right what the divine is drawing out of us and maybe some some things that are still causing friction or disconnection in our lives and in our relationships and so sitting with those things you know we partake in the cacao ceremony which is an ancient ritual that's been used um, in cultures throughout the Americas for forever, right? And um, a heart-opening drink that's allowing us to connect to our true center, um, connect to the cosmos and what's what's, uh, percolating in and around us. And so I think it could look like that. It could look like taking a bath. Um, I know for a lot of our uh, our community here, uh, breath work, part of our sacred Sunday experience, is a weekly ritual that they do. And I think it's really important to start small. Uh, here, everything we do is about meeting you where you're at and figuring out what's that one thing that we can start with. So it doesn't have to be, I'm going to do yoga four times a week, right? That's a bit overwhelming. Start with, can I, you know, um, buy one of our salt baths and take that home and take a bath once a week, right? Uh, do I wake up in the morning 
and to have my tea and throw in some of my adaptogenic herbs and just sit and look out the window or journal. So they don't have to be expensive. And that's really important to me to know that these self-care rituals don't have to cost money. Yes, there's some beautiful experiences that we can do too. Like we have a new moon massage that you can do every month, uh, you know, or most of our members, I think, view their their membership and their wellness routines here as part of their self-care experience. But it can be something that we can incorporate daily, weekly, monthly, uh, but looking for those small things that can create a rhythm. And I think it's really about this rediscovering ritual. Uh, and that's what happens here on Self-Care Saturday. We start with our deep stretch class, which is really about gently opening and awakening the body, uh, really elongating our, our muscles, our fascia, tissues, and getting connected, right? Out of our brains, into our bodies. And then we transition into our cleansing meditation where we use um, a lot of different crystals. And I love this class because uh, I think for a lot of our members, they're like, oh, crystals are woo-woo, you know? And we get to talk about the science and how you use them. We talk about body brushing. You know, we use our, our selenite stone brushes to, to body brush in those classes. We do these uh, guided visualization exercises, partner exercises, which open us up to this connection with ourselves, the divine, and, and those sitting right next to us. And so um, I think self-care can be practiced in many sorts of ways, and it can be something that is very individualistic and, and personal, be private, as well as take place in the community setting. You know, I want to touch back to something that you mentioned just really briefly before. Um, and I know this wasn't one of the kind of our talking points for the interview, but I'm just so excited by this concept that you brought up of, you know, that one of the things that you really encourage people to do is kind of dive into the yin and really embrace kind of those darker things. And I was wondering if you could just touch on the importance of this and why this is something that's kind of um, at part of like the core of what it is that you do at Saffron and Sage. Yeah. So in addition to being the, the founder, I'm also a practitioner here. And um, it's myself and uh, Greg Richardson, who's um, also one of our spiritual directors. And so I, I think in, from my training as a spiritual director uh, and my, just my background in spiritual formation, uh, Something that tends to come up in that space is we companion clients through times of transition, times of loss, uh, times of pain, and times of suffering is we are becoming acquainted with a new language, a new way of being. You know, uh, living in a in a Western context, this is not really part of the cultural fabric uh, of our lives, and so we look to ancient traditions and we look to ancient cultures who have held space for rites of passage, right? Um, looking at walkabouts, uh, looking at uh, all of these different rituals that were designed to move us through different seasons or stages of life, right? From adolescence into adulthood. You move from adulthood into being the grandmother or the grandfather, right? Of the family or the community. Uh, and I think this is such a forgotten area of, of our society that 
people are craving it. Uh, when we first started, I thought, well, it's going to take years before people gravitate to the direction. It's going to be too much. And within our first three months of opening, almost two years ago, uh, it was one of our most booked services. And, you know, we're in a culture that's oriented around activity, productivity, our worth and our value is intrinsically tied to these things. And so often when we experience um, loss or failure, and I think this is a lot of, um, you know, our clients are coming here, they're in times of transition, right? They're like, I went to school, I got the job, I hate my job, it's not in alignment with who I am, and this stirring is starting to occur. And, you know, they're getting in touch with their intuition, you know, cultivating their ability to discern what's in alignment with my true essence, what's in alignment with my values. And so we do a lot of deconstruction work in spiritual direction. Uh, we talk about where are limiting organizing principles or limiting beliefs that are uh, holding us back from the lives that we want to live. And so I think that yin place, that darkness is uh, the space where we can kind of poke, poke our heads into and sit with. And I, I think because it's so uncomfortable for us, having someone journey with us in that space and even provide context. I think so many of our clients who are experiencing burnout, it looks so similar to depression that they, they often misconfuse the two, right? And so they think I need to see a psychotherapist or I need to you know, talk to someone. I'm going crazy, I'm losing my mind, I'm losing my life is unraveling, things don't look the same. And realizing, no, this is an experience of liminality, right? You're moving through a new, to a new phase of life. And, you know, in the States, we're all too well acquainted with uh, midlife crisis, right? Well, that's when we didn't move through those things with such gracefulness and move through a rite of passage and we fell off the cliff, right? And things are uh, falling apart and we want to embrace those changes and those transitions. Uh, doesn't mean that we do that gracefully, but uh, holding space for those difficult conversations. And I think that's really one of the most powerful experiences. And, and to be honest, when it comes to yoga, you know, a lot of people right now are doing hot yoga and power yoga and Philosophically, while we don't agree with things like hot yoga, um, I think, again, the reflection of what we do in our everyday lives of hyperactivity and go, go, go is reflected in how we are desiring to interact with things that are supposed to soothe our soul. And yes, we do need to sweat. We do need to work out. But we need to do that in a way that is honoring to our bodies and doing that in a way that prevents injury and things like that. And so when we engage with the practice of yoga here, um, we do offer experiences that are more young oriented and that are building strength and cultivating energy in the body uh, and enhancing heat. But we really want to hold space for those yin moments, that slow, that gentle. And the reason why is because it's activating our parasympathetic nervous system. It's getting us out of that fight or flight into rest and digest mode. And it's getting us into a space where 
it, all the anxieties are coming up, all the fears, all the questions. We spend so much time avoiding those things. And that's, you know, in my belief, why those things are taking root and manifesting physically. Like in my instance with tumors, right? There are indications that manifest emotionally and spiritually that provide us an opportunity to respond before those things um, take physical form. And we really want to hold space for that introspection and getting us out of, out of our heads and into our bodies. You know, one thing that I love about what you do is that although at first glance, it might seem like people can really only be supported by Saffron and Sage who are local to you, you do so much for the larger global community as well. So just this morning, um, I was reading an article on your blog at saffronsageliving.com that was all about cultivating a morning ritual. So there are things that you offer to more of the global community as well. So I was wondering if you could tell people where they can connect with you online and how they can stay in touch on social. Absolutely. So um, you can find us at saffronsageliving.com. You can subscribe to our newsletter. If you scroll down to the bottom of our website, you can um, add your your email on there and you'll get our blogs and recipes and wellness tips delivered to your inbox. Uh, In addition to that, you can follow along um, and be a part of our online community on Instagram at saffron and sageus. And uh, we're constantly uh, doing, you know, uh, tips and tricks and uh, really providing inspiration and opportunities for connection. And, you know, it's about, I think, almost half of our services you can access uh, virtually. So from spiritual direction to our coaching to... um, Know, a lot of our other services we do offer virtually um, so you can still connect with us uh, from afar and yeah, there's so many different things as well as our online store we, you know we have a curated uh, boutique where we have all of the beauty and body care products um, you know skincare makeup uh, housewares everything to help you detox um, you know, all of these products that we use on an everyday basis, reducing our toxic load and therefore um, helping us live more therapeutic. Perfect. Kristen, thank you again so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, that is it for today's interview. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show and that you enjoyed hearing everything Kristen had to say. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, of course, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And if you are a big listener of the show, you really enjoyed listening to these episodes. So many of you let me know that you kind of binge listen to them. I'm so grateful for that, but let me know how I'm doing. Take just a quick moment and leave me that rating and review over on iTunes because it really helps other listeners discover our show. 
And of course, while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode of the podcast. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.